welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan's Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Hello, Dan. How are you today? Oh, how, how fake and chirpy <laughs> was that? Yeah, that was incredibly fake and chirpy. Completely disingenuous to, to pick the word of the week. <laughs> Yeah, start googling that straight away. How are you this week, Daniel? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm coping. I'm still alive. Uh, the the planet is turning. The sun rises, regardless of whether you want it to or not. So you know, here we are. That's true. What have you done with your hair? Have you have you gone for a comb over? It looks like you've got like a quite older man's hair. No, have you, this is. Have you restyled it? <laughs> no, this is the effect of not having been to the hairdresser for a while and it raining earlier. <laughs> And, and so I just look like the disgusting old man that I am. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like it's yeah, it's taken on like its own angles just to try and make. You must have brushed it that way. No, well, no, I do brush it that way, but normally it looks a little bit more sort of youthful. But because it's been drenched in water, I now. <laughs> yeah, you need a haircut. Right, moving swiftly on. <laughs> well, now my self-esteem is through the floor. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I feel better. I'll, I'll cry. I'll cry later. I'll hold the pain in for now. <laughs> Something to make you feel happier, though. It's been a really positive week for my gut health. Oh, excellent! Good news. You know, good the, news. Pro- the problems. <laughs> the problems I've been having with my gut, right? I like. I don't know if I've uh, told the avid listeners. Like, I've I've cut the lactose out, which improved. Mm-hmm. My issues re crept in. Why? Exactly. Uh, and now I know. Uh, the, the cause for it. I won't say the incident that made me <laughs> aware of what the cause was. Uh, but it's it's quite sad. It's tea and coffee. Oh fuck off! Genuinely, just, no, because this is this is a bad slippery slope. This is like playing. No, Russian. it's not. It's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. No, I'm no, like, put a camera inside my gut. The minute I stopped it, the minute I've stopped, it's been it's been just total heaven. Total, total calmness in heaven, what? to the extent that I might need to actually try and like t- test the lactose and try and dip that back in. But I swear to God, I'm just on the green tea now, and it's been it's been laughing. You can I fuck can't. off, Dan. I think my, my temptation to self-harm would massively increase if I couldn't regularly drink black coffee. Yeah, I'm not one of those. I enjoy coffee, but I'm not one of those that like, oh, I can't start in the morning without coffee. You know, I'm not one of those people, so... I, I'm, I'm able to to go without no problem. That's that's probably the difference between you and I. It's uh, yeah, definitely part of my addictive ritual of how I cope with life. If it was Foster's, like, it would it would be right. obviously I, well, I wouldn't be dealing with the, it as well. But this this is the thing. Like I kind of think like I mean obviously I haven't shat my pants in the way that you clearly have recently. Objection. <laughs> overruled. Um, but I kind of I look at this and I think like where does it stop you know if it if it was fosters or if it was you know other things like oh i can't have fun anymore oh i can't watch films from italy well, like, yeah but it stops because my ass has stopped <laughs> yeah but where does your ass begin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, next, that's, that's next week's episode 
I think so, I think this, you know, this is something we need to check in with. For me, I'm not saying this of you, but for me, I think it's a psychological thing where you're like, well, if you. I, you know, I mean, it's your bum. I've not, I, I have no experience of your bum. So you're being ignorant. <laughs> you I are. I'm going to say it straight anal, away. Anal and ignorance. Anal yeah, ignorance. Yeah, which can that's you know. Not, yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, we've discussed it. I want you guessed in the first three minutes. Yeah, we uh, yeah. we we uh, well, we should probably say it now. We um for our <laughs> second ever guest episode, we have my my partner, Jody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Jody. Hello. <laughs> Dowie and Dan, yeah. And uh yeah, how are you? Um great, yeah, yeah. How's your gut health? <laughs> how is your ass? Uh, Have you had a coffee today? <laughs> my my do you know what with coffee? That I, I will the only thing I'd <laughs> if I have a coffee in the morning, <laughs> it takes me about thirty seconds before I immediately. It's like clockwork. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's it's a known thing. There was there's this there's been a Channel Four program um, where people with issues going. I can't remember what it's called, but the place where they go to is called Poo HQ. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> and there, yeah, she says she she said like the week after week, like oh yeah, coffee speeds the mind up, but speeds the guts up as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, fuck you, Dan. Fuck you. <laughs> so welcome to the suspect. Um, yeah, I, I invited you on not not necessarily because we wanted to talk about your ass, or <laughs> or because you're my partner, but um, because you're currently studying to be an art therapist. Yeah, which is quite exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, what, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we have we have many questions. I mean, I I guess kind of. I mean, off the top of my head. Could you just tell us, uh, in a nutshell, what what art therapy is? Oh God. <laughs> um. So it's a bit like I d- I don't know. I find it hard to describe to people. It's a bit like being, like seeing a counsellor or a therapist, where you know you have to go in and you don't want to talk. Um. Yeah. But in this aspect, you don't have to talk. So it might be people that 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 are non-verbal or people that find it difficult to speak. And the artwork is kind of a tool to build a trustful relationship for them and also for them to have a method to understand their emotions and understand things that might not be um, present, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm. So when you go in, does, is the therapist, does, does, do they paint as well? These yeah. are the ridiculous questions that you're going to get, by the way. So they, they paint alongside you or on the same canvas? I mean, I so like it's weird, right? So my lecturer is really big on they call it co-production painting with the client, with painting with the person. But years ago, art therapists used to just sit there and look at you and observe you. <laughs> and then until they realised that like being looked at by somebody is incredibly uncomfortable. Um they call it like the gaze so yeah I mean I I if they want me to and if they let me I paint on the same piece of paper with the person okay. or next to them whatever feels more comfortable but yeah painting with the person because then you're you're doing the same thing okay. and it's more yeah so uh I come in for my first session so how would you like introduce me to it if I kind of walk into the door and say I'm like nervous like how how do you like yeah how would you broach it with me 
how do you guide me? Do you say, you know, here's a paintbrush, go for it, or like paint how you feel? Like how much how much guidance do you give that person? But like if it was you at your age, like you're not If you like. Um with my web of issues. <laughs> well, like I would I'm guessing I have some kind of grasp of what they are. So yeah but a referral doesn't tell you everything I mean I would I would introduce myself and then I see how you are like some people they like I've had some people don't want to make eye contact or even speak yeah um it might be that you just sit in the room and you don't even want to look at me which is fine um the whole first session is just about meeting the person and seeing how they are um I only had one person who went straight to the art cupboard and drew just didn't look at me but most of the time I'm not going to expect people to start drawing straight away it's more like do we like each other are you going to run out the room or are you going to come back it's like kind of yeah and then slowly building towards whatever material that you like so it's kind of led by that person not the therapist that's just that's so it's just, quite I, quite a gradual approach but that's not the whole of art therapy i'm just a trainee that's just what i've yeah sure no it's interesting i mean so in the way you don't guide them on what they paint it's up to them even if they do paint but are you trained to um to kind of uh you know analyze what they've painted and like create meanings out of it or do you just like ask them like what have you painted here type thing i think we're advised not to try and make meanings out of people's artwork because <laughs> actually it would be ridiculous wouldn't it right i've seen this here <laughs> ah you're definitely anxious no i'm not you know you can make it worse can you i suppose i mean there might be like symbolisms in artwork like if somebody draws the same symbol for like six months in the same picture and then that symbol relates to something that they had in their childhood home that then goes back to that but like that would only be brought forward if they brought it forward it's it's kind of like we some art therapists will ask them to draw like their family and see how many figures are in it or like where the house comes but yeah definitely not looking at artwork and and no it's impossible to kind of okay you you only figure out from the person that tells you would it be reasonable to say that most of the clients uh receiving art therapy would be those with either you know, really complex needs or additional needs more than than people who might. I mean, I mean, is is that who it's targeted against most? Um, no, I mean, it's mainly targeted when other services haven't worked. Oh, okay. So they've had like counselling, lots of things, and it hasn't worked. Okay. Um, but there's loads of areas. There's there's artwork in forensic with kids. With yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. So I suppose that makes it quite difficult for you, though, if it's kind of like the last chance saloon and they've been through all the other systems that haven't worked. They'd be like, for fuck's sake, you know, <laughs> they, they have to turn up again and try something. It must be quite hard for you to kind of deal with. You're getting a person there that's that's been failed by the system up until then. Yeah. We get training on that, too. So we have to learn about the fact that um, they might automatically not trust you and not like you at all because you're a professional. So like my uh lecturer always tells me like never sit in the biggest chair maybe even take your lanyard off like when I first met my yeah. uh one of my client's parents I was sat in um like a soft air sort of room and um I had my shoes off and I was sat on the floor um 
so yeah it's you automatically learn to expect um and learn about how they've been failed by the system and how that how um yeah so it's about breaking down those barriers yeah it's about really being aware of how you come across even like what you're wearing uh if you're yeah, all, yeah. like suited up and stuff and how you uh if you're all like theoretical and like reading from books it's really important to be human yeah so yeah to get rid of the professionalism element i mean that's something i really struggled with when i was in therapy so look oh there's a precursor to that are these funded these sessions are they are they all just kind of private or do the nhs kind of provide these as well it's a mixture so the nhs would be there's the nhs um it's a mixture there's 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 private and it depends where the art therapist works there's both okay um, yeah. how much would an hour session cost me privately I actually don't know when I've looked um, when I was looking at because I've got a, uh, an art therapist I have to have I get reduced payments because I'm a student but I think I've seen like 60 pounds an hour for private people yeah but that yeah. but I don't actually know if that's because that used to trouble me a lot like when I went to see my which is standard therapist and uh, obviously private because the system's broken um but like it used to really bother me about the payments of it. So like the, the the therapist for me at that point would want payment at the end of the session. Oh. Yeah. So it felt a little bit like there's my shit. Thank you for listening. You know, like giving the <laughs> money type thing. I used to hate yeah, yeah. it, and and it, I thought like you would take away a lot from the session. Just because I thought, you know, you after the fifty minutes or everything, you, know, you know, I feel a bit better there now. But oh shit, I'm gonna give you fifty quid. Do you know? It's just like it took it took away from it. Where in the end, like I had my own little system where I would just like I would place the money on like a separate chair at the end and walk out. Yeah. Just just because I had to get that transaction out of my head. Yeah. yeah, and it's always something that I'm thinking of. I'm going back into therapy, which God knows I need it. If I do do it, I I would prefer like can I just pay you a standing order or something that it just like it would seem that I, I'm just walking in and walking out, even though you are getting paid for. It. Do you know what I mean? That used to really, really kind of challenge me. Uh, yeah. So, but but I'm guessing on on, on these ones, it's uh, how do you deal with payment? Then would be my question for these. I don't think the payment thing that you experienced is like. Normal. No, I th- yeah. maybe it was just that therapist. This was ten but, years ago as well, so maybe things have changed since then. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, and maybe they were like private, and that's just what they wanted. Um, but like with mine, um, I pay her in accordance to how I get paid from my job. So at the end of the month, I'll pay her for four sessions, and then if one gets cancelled, she'll just send me the money back. Um, okay. Okay, so that, so this is for your own sessions as a service user. Well, yeah, because I okay. as a trainee, I have to have art therapy to make sure that I'm fit to practice, and okay. yeah, I definitely okay. need it too. <laughs> so. Okay, fucking okay, that help me out here. I'm asking all the questions. Yeah, I mean, with with what you just said there, with like you need it, I think it'd be quite interesting to hear about kind of your journey because I think quite often with anything that is such a demanding role and you know as as we know with the nhs it's such a you know if you did end up working in the nhs there's such a degree of pressure 
like economic pressure, but also just like emotional pressure from working in such a stretched organization. Um, there's obviously a big amount of motivation and a big amount of kind of the ethos of what would make you want to go and do that. Um, so what what is your kind of origin story? As to uh, pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Are you orange. with me here, Jodie? The orange story. Origins. <laughs> How, how, do you, how would you say it? Origin? I would say origins. Yeah. Yeah. Origins. Origins. They sound like some sort of fucking, yeah. I don't know, some like this like lunar brace of people. <laughs> oh, the origins are coming. <laughs> you've 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 meant was this the word that you mentioned before? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Origins. Like research. Is it research? Is it was research another one? No, I think I'm, just origins, I think. Just the just origins. Okay. Like your origin story. <laughs> Ori, origin. Yeah? Yes. That's <laughs> a I don't trying, trying. I don't have a I haven't got a placement in the NHS at the moment, so I'm not No, no, no. But as in your you're not not so much the NHS as the destination, but more the profession of art therapy. Like what you know, what's kind of What's motivated you to to you know go to uni and to get to this point? I have a significant degree of childhood trauma. During all of this as a teenager, I used artwork to help myself regulate, and I had no idea what art therapy was. Through doing that, I then discovered that it was really helpful for me, which then inspired me to want to be an art therapist. But saying that that's why you have to have counseling so with that experience that I've shared you have to have counseling to make sure that you're fit so it's a balance of thinking um that experience could be informative and really really useful but also making sure that uh you learn to process those things so that you're healthy when you practice other people so, yeah, the reason is it's been very, very helpful for me and I see the value in it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing it because it, it, you can totally get where the passion comes from, isn't it? If you think it's worked for you, then bloody hell, you're going to do it. So what what's the biggest benefit that allowed you to get off your chest, express or uh, kind of improve upon that you think you couldn't have done with just talking therapy? Well, all of it. I mean, I th- there was no way in hell at that age that I was going to sit in front of a stranger and say, oh, guess what? <laughs> this happened. Yeah, OK. I couldn't even verbalise it. I said it to one, um, and I'm not going to mention any any details just because I think she was just, bless her, she was lovely but inexperienced at the time and not not equipped. But I, I told a, a counsellor once, and she was just like safeguarding NSPCC. Oh, yeah. They pressed the big red button. Yeah. And she panicked. Yeah. And then um, she's like, you can't talk, you can't tell me details. And I was like, number one, I don't want to go to the police. Then I spoke to somebody else and they were like, yeah, that's not right. safeguarding. That's not NSPCC. Oh, so you, see where the, you see where the failure of services kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why people are scared of saying even they're suicidal because the big red button will be pressed uh you know it's this it's, it's similar isn't it yeah so totally the, understand the, that the big red button Fuck is, me the big red button is important it's just that in that scenario she didn't realize that actually it wasn't applicable yeah because, that was potentially you just opening the door there wasn't it and then you immediately got taught never do that again 
she pressed it and there was nobody at risk. It was never. Um, it's very difficult for people to talk about traumatic things verbally. Sure. And artwork helped me to get out a lot of anger, which yeah. and then yeah. Can so, you remember when you when you would you you were expressing the art? Did you did did you have a conscious thought that like your your no. your trauma was coming out in them? You didn't no. really. No. no. Okay. Okay. You did a but, fine art degree. But you but you but you still. It's weird though how you how you felt that you weren't getting it out, but you got the benefit of it. So I, how did I, I how do you make sense of that? I, it was suppressed, so I'd never even verbalised it. I'd never said it out loud to myself. Okay. Um, I knew I was angry, but when you go through those experiences, it's quite normal to think that some things are normal that aren't. Of course, that's what you and know. It's, it's quite normal to not identify certain behaviours okay. and realise that it's all layered. Um, okay. So, and minimise as well. So, um yeah, I just had the pure emotions of like anger, sadness that I put out into the, into artwork. It's not that I didn't have any idea where it's from. I did, but I didn't really know what I was doing. It was completely unconscious. So okay. then when I thought, oh, this is art therapy, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I want to go learn how to do this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. So you weren't necessarily sitting down as like a, a receiver of a process. It was more just didn't have an art therapy of venting. Yeah. It was only, um, obviously I had a lot of counselling and a lot of specialist counselling for that type of thing because, yeah, they can't, you can't just go to an average counsellor for that. Yeah. No. One, of the, one of the things that I like, wanted to highlight and get you to talk a bit more about is that early artwork because when you were doing your fine art degree and the kind of stuff that you made oh. was very obviously kind of from if you were to see it, though, you'd kind of think, well, there's clearly something going on there. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of quite not violent, but very like organic. But I, but I wonder where if Jodie would look at it, you wouldn't be able to say that. What now? Oh no, I would now. This, this yeah, then describe it. But then um. I, but I wonder whether that 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 is the nuance then in the therapy where you're doing hey. Just you know, yeah. it's just coming out. But another person like would look at the old fucking else and going on here. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the nuance of it type thing. You you um what's it when you're when the brain's protecting itself. Yeah. You shut off, so you're not like gonna, especially with your emotions as well. Yeah. You're not gonna, yeah. So yeah. What descri- describe the some of the artwork that you made back then though. Like in, um, in the fine art degree and, and before as well. Well, I looked at one recently as a trainee and I did look at it and think, oh, shit. Um, where I had, so it was towards the end and I, I'd got, I'd, I'd used found objects. So I got three children's school chairs and I covered them in filofoam and then sprayed it black. And oh. there were just these sort of organic burnt looking uh, children's chairs and there were three of them and you kind of got these like growths on them if you can like do you know the have you have you watched any of the last of us i know it's skiffy yeah yeah no i've watched it all so do you know like the kind of weird kind of like mold sort of fungusy looking like vibe but like that but black as though it's been like cremated and it's like yeah okay on on a child's school chair 
but there were three of them and I did think to myself I don't know what it represents at the moment um but they're children's chairs and that happened in and yeah um and I think another one I did was where I got a table and I covered that in black filofoam but then I had uh, like red underneath that looked like burnt skin off of it. It was it was quite horrific. Like blood and stuff on it. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm a very angry woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's even funnily enough, like people in school can you know when they when they do drawings and stuff in school, can't they? They can get concerned about the kids by what they're doing. So it's it's kind of it shows <laughs> they are and what an outlet it is really when you actually think about it. It's really interesting. Is it like a new a new form of therapy has been around for decades? Been around for decades. It just hasn't been very recognized. But okay. it's been around for a really long time. Okay. How how, how long are we talking? Oh God, I can't remember who the founder of art therapy is. Because like Freud, when was Freud around? Like nineteen. I don't know. I don't I think he couldn't tell you. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I mean, either. the main one that they look at isn't Freud. The main one they look at is Winnicott and oh god, who's that other guy? Rogers. No. No. All right. Well, I mean, you're the you're the training our therapist. No, but Winnicott worked really well, really closely with someone, and you talked about him in your psychotherapy in your. In my what? Anyway, it was all about attachment and babies. Oh, Baldy. Bulby was a developmental psychologist who studied attachment um, and like healthy attachment. He's if there's a classic image of him wandering around with a trail of ducks behind him. And he basically got the ducks to form an attachment with him as like their mother figure, um, which is why, really why the ducks were following him. Jesus. <laughs> well, it depends how, how good a duck mother he was. If he was a crap duck mother, then that is cruel, but he might have been a great duck. You don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I think for me, the reason why it's sort of particularly interesting is because of that, that issue that people have, you know, the disconnect and the difficulty in bridging that divide of, of having those difficult conversations, particularly yeah. where experiences have been particularly traumatic or where communicating full stop is is quite challenging sure yeah you can definitely see yeah uh, you could definitely see um how, how it would be beneficial definitely but is it, is it still therefore treated a little bit like this last chance saloon more than like somebody potentially going to the doctor and then just being referred directly to art therapy i mean it, it, are, are there any actual research around saying well you know it's is as effective as showing progress in with talking therapy uh, you know, there, there is, there is, uh, there is, there is stuff about it being just as effective as that. There's also stuff. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff with it and neuroscience as well. And um, I can't remember what it's called, neuroplasticity. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of stuff with that. Um, when I say that it's the last resort, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, that's 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 just one area I've been taught. I don't think that that's like. 100% the case I do think people can just go directly to art therapy if they want to but um yes yeah, so I'm not 100% sure um yeah what do you think is what what do you think are the gaps in it and what kind of people would it not be suitable for or is there any kind of particular things that might uh give false impressions of or or you know bring up any red herrings 
or have you not come across anything like that? Yeah. Red herrings. What yeah, that, that you see something that I think, oh, that means that, but it doesn't actually exist. It's just because the processors have suggested something that isn't actually there. <laughs> I think I think there's a risk of that happening. Yeah. Um, but that's why you have the supervision. That's why it's so vitally important. There are there is stuff written where art therapists have made mistakes. And that that you can find that like um I no. wrote some, I I read something and it was like a legal thing um written by do you remember written by <laughs> Neil Springham and it was about like the the risk of people practicing art therapy when they're not actually qualified and and somebody got hurt and they went to court but I, th I think I think um that's I I remember that quite well and basically what had happened is that there was a a group session for people to have art therapy. Um, I think it was in a rehab, um, like an addiction rehab place. Um, and essentially there was someone who wasn't actually a qualified therapist or certainly wasn't qualified in art therapy. And they were encouraging people to draw their feelings. And this one guy had been through a lot of trauma. He'd had, I think, maybe sexual abuse, maybe physical abuse. He had had a lot of issues and he felt an incredible amount of anger. So when he was encouraged to draw his feelings, he got really into it. And the, the guy, the guy who was in charge of the group was encouraging him to feel that, encouraging him to channel that to the yeah. point where he started to like punch the artwork and then he started to headbutt it and it okay. led to like some physical injury and the case was you know the case that went to court because they found this guy liable or ultimately the organization liable for negligence but on the basis that this person hadn't been adequately protected and that they'd got him to explore these feelings in a way that wasn't safe um, oh, okay Okay, I would challenge though that that is a failing potentially in talking therapy as well, you know, where people will tend to go back and explore things over and over and over again, mm -hmm. whereby that can actually cause more, you know, reopen the wounds more than saying, okay, that did happen, of course, identify it, but then move on coping mechanisms, you know, acceptance, forgiveness. Yeah. All, all, all that type thing. So is it is it like one of these classical things then that um, I could set up like as an art therapist tomorrow then? Is it one of these things that is no. very loose license wise? No. No. Okay. Know. You have to be, so at the end of my course, if I'm if I'm past fitness to practice, so you know what you were saying about like, like uh, make it like a red herring, um, with the supervision, the whole thing is that um, if I think I see something, I've got to figure out whether do I want to see something? Is it because I want something and I need something or is there actually something yeah. there? And you figure that out. Um, you challenge yourself. You have to challenge yourself before you make any decisions. But, yeah, you have to be registered with the HCPC to practice. And if you're found practicing without... What's the HCPC? The Healthcare and Professions, Professions Council. Right. You have to be registered. You've got to keep up with their registration. If you're found to practice without it, you, you're legally prosecuted. So you can't. It's not like... You can't just go out there and... For yeah. it. That's good to hear, though. There was a thing, wasn't there? Even yeah, I don't know, it might still be the case that there is kind of a grey area that you can offer like talking therapies potentially without really much of a, uh, a qualification. You know, I know the BACP are there, but you, you know, yeah, you need that if you want to advertise yourself as being BACP get accredited, but you could just kind of offer counselling services and, you know. Yeah, 
is, I mean, counselling itself, I'm, I haven't checked this out recently, but certainly the last time I looked, it isn't a protected designation. Yeah. And in the same way that, like, you know, doctor or, in this case, art therapist are protected terms and you can't advertise yourself as such without serious consequences. Right. Um, I think with, like, part of the issue with art therapy, perhaps, is that it's quite accessible um and it's the kind of thing that people might have a play with without you know themselves without necessarily sort of fully thinking through oh i might actually need some training with this or i might actually because someone can run a craft session at like a drop-in and see the benefit of that and you know get good feedback from that without actually necessarily fully thinking through all of the different experiences and all of the different psychological issues at play within that group or within those individuals absolutely absolutely i mean do you see our therapy that that should play a bigger role in how we actually treat mental health issues at wider or, or has it found its niche as it is do you reckon um this is really hard to answer <laughs> it's really hard um yeah i, I know it's unfair really <laughs> with your experience I i'm sorry I think it's in a lot of areas already, which is really good, but there is room for more. I have met art therapists that actually have created their own their own area. Like my supervisor at the moment, she created the art therapy where I go. It wasn't there before. She had to go in, make a proposal, find the funding herself. And then, I don't know, maybe four years later, I think it's been now it's fully established. So a lot of people have to, a lot of therapists have to go into mental health services and say, I think you need this, prove why they need it, find the funding. So, so it's still sort of having to break new ground a lot of the time. But there is a lot of writing about art therapy and mental health. I do think it's recognised. I just think that the art therapists have to fight for funding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet they do. Bloody hell. Um, do you, they don't have any fucking pharmaceutical groups lobbying <laughs> for them that's why yeah, like paint corporations you know lobbying <laughs> use that that's that's probably what will happen in fucking, yeah when we're fully privatized that's what's going to happen <laughs> you are going to be on the phone to whether your creditors were listen i'll do your deal i'll lobby you if you just use our paints you know it makes you sick capitalism will probably find its way in I'm so sorry. I should have said that. It's just my classic. Isn't it? Oh, God. Do you know what's cool, though? I don't think heart therapists can ever be replaced by AI. Do you not think? No. No? It's protected. No, because, because you know how the whole thing of, like, you've got to figure out what's your stuff and what's the client's stuff, and you build that relationship and that trust. Yeah. Part of it comes from who you are as a therapist as well. Okay. And how can you recreate that in an AI? Well, you're asking the wrong people. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I've never, I've never made AI. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's sort of, it's more emotional, isn't it? Yeah. Which AI tends to do knowledge and, you know, reproduction of, of language rather than necessarily the feelings, you'd hope. <laughs> you'd hope, fucking hell, you'd hope, yeah. yeah. So uh, for you then, uh, for you, Julie, what's the future? Full-time art therapist? Yeah, that's my dream. Yeah. 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 Okay. Your own practice or or working for like uh, chess or something like that. Well, this this is this I don't working know. for Julux. This, 
Going to P and Q, and there'll be like a back room where you're just like. <laughs> and how are these colours making you feel? <laughs> I'm a bit naive, right? I don't know what to say because. Part of me is like, I don't want to work privately because if I work privately, the, um, I'm contributing towards the failure of the NHS and people can't afford therapy. Yeah. And then but if I work for the NHS, who are now slowly being owned by private people, am I also making it worse? So I don't get that argument. I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, I want to magic loads of money out of somewhere and then just like give. I'd like, actually, no, I want to work for, the, there's a really wonderful company, I don't think I ever get to work for them, called the Art Therapy Refuge that work in Calais, and they work with refugees in transit. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I mean. You can finally leave down then. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> We've had conversations on the side, Daniel, I'll admit it. I'm coaching it through your relationship. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> Just don't leave. <laughs> uh, it's made, it's reminded me actually when you mentioned about like the supervision, but that where you've got to have your own therapy. There's a really good TV series which I watched years ago, which I actually need to rewatch. It's called In Treatment. I don't know if you've heard of it. I no, you should watch it. It is basically it's about a therapist that himself has therapy. So like. There's like seven episodes a season or something like that. And then episode one to seven is like filming a, obviously it's fake, it's fiction, uh, counselling sessions with hit like six of his clients. And then his last one is him himself having therapy. And they, and they, and they do like multiple series of it. And you see like the troubles that he has. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You should watch it. But it's kind of like, it's, it's really interesting. And, you know, he, they show the broad range of clients that they get, you know, like somebody who's like a bit narcissistic, somebody who's like the closed gammon man that doesn't yeah, want to talk yeah. about anything, the couple, there's one couple, and it's really interesting. So there's a recommendation for you. Uh, enjoy that in treatment. It's called, I don't, I don't think it's on Netflix or anything, so I, I don't know whether it would have to be a download, but you'll probably find it out there somewhere. Have you, yeah. Have you got anything, any uh, TV or film or media in any way, any book you would recommend if people are interested in art therapy? Uh, it's not art therapy related, but and I've become a bit obsessed with them recently. <laughs> but Gabor Mate's Wisdom of Trauma, yeah. and also his new AD, not new, but the ADHD Scattered Minds book. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for that. I'm about a third of the way through Scattered Minds at the moment, and it basically talks about the origins of... <laughs> Sorry, I was making me giggle way too much. Didn't even do it intentionally. Like, as, as I said it, I was like, oh, yeah, origins of ADD and, like, and ADHD and basically how a lot of people think it's genetics and actually it's much more to do with your upbringing but and child yeah. But the wisdom of trauma one, yeah. that film. I watched. I did a. Re, uh, I watched a recent thing by him, and he was talking about like, um, so when kids grow up with trauma, rather than society just blaming the parents, also think about the environment and what's going on in our society and our world, and how traumatic that is, and the fact that people can't afford to eat, and the 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 amount of illness and the amount of poverty and the increase of trauma because of everything else. 
Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's ridiculous out there, man. Yeah. It is ridiculous well, out there. My uh, my topic. Your final thought. Oh, yeah, you fuck you. Yeah, it's a proper cop no, no, for you, this. <laughs> it's not It's not your final thought. It's uh, it's the guest's final thought. Is it? Yeah. Of course really? it is. Otherwise, I would be moitering off <laughs> trying to summarise all that. So, uh, so yeah, it's your final thought. If you if you want to give us, uh, if if you want to if you want to pitch, oh, it's up to you. I don't want to guide you. You can pitch at uh, therapy, or you can summarise, or, or or however the floor is yours to finish it up, Jordy. It's been really enjoyable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to summarise it up. To be honest. Yeah, have to summarise it. Just you know whatever you summarise your passion for it because yeah. you're clearly passionate about it. So. Caesar's um, one to go for it. Actually, I thought I think I just kind of wanted to know what you guys thought about it. Maybe you could summarise it together. Yeah. Nicely dodged. Yeah, fucking, you know, expertly like, dodged. Fucking Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> expertly dodged. I mean, for for me, I feel I'm always going to be broadly supportive of whatever you want to do. But even within that, I can see the validity of this because it's it's basically about taking those people who struggle the most with communication and making it easier for them to be able to process their trauma in a safe way. Um, the bit that I find a bit more confusing is the creativity of it, because I've always struggled with creatively expressing myself artistically. I've I've never felt I was any good at drawing. And therefore, because I constantly judge myself when I'm making anything in that way, I, I feel that I would struggle to use that as a medium because I'd always just be drawing and then thinking, well, that doesn't fucking look like a person. That would be a good place for me to start if you were my client. <laughs> there we go. There's always a door in it. There's always a door in. But I think that's how I came into it. I mean, I, it's been really enlightening for me, I suppose, and I've been able to to totally get understand and learn like its use but i think like the way that i would come at it always looking at it selfishly from my point of view i just feel i couldn't engage with it just because similar reasons to you probably done i just like but just because of my issues i just be like you know what, what the hell you know what the hell is this going to achieve even though i can totally understand how how it has its place for people who can yeah. kind of verbalize but I, I i guess that's the reason for it so it's been quite enlightening for me, really. Um, but the sadness of it is the proper summary is to what you said, didn't it? Like, Julian, that, that both of you, there's like, there's so much fucking trauma out there. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, we're having to find ways on our own, basically, <laughs> as a civilised society to try and deal with them. So anything that helps with that is progress. I think we just need more. Um, and we do have a lot, but I always, I'm always an advocate of trauma-informed training for services and because the more everybody knows about it the easier it gets yeah yeah that's yeah. true that's true more compassion that's nice, in the world isn't it that's a that's a positive note to end on i think well thank you thank you very thank you so much yeah really enjoyed it thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>